Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of everybody's favorite new podcast on the block. Hashtag I'm with Bozo. I'm your host, Grant Fussell, a.k.a. it's your boy, G. And I am accompanied tonight by a non champion but somebody who's finished quite high in the bunch if you guys have ever seen tool time he reminds me of the neighbor al and how i met him he's always wise upon his above his years and he's always got something for you if you need a little pick me up ladies and gentlemen welcome easy's neighbor duncan mccray thank you thank you so much g i gotta admit i uh thought that this was going to be a different zoom i thought this was the livonia communist party Ooh. uh zoom meeting so hold on one second here okay i uh didn't realize that oh boy i wasn't i wasn't footied up enough for everybody he here but uh you know like not everybody just like has random game balls just you know laying their basement you know, like Randy Moss, like hands you something. I guess you gotta like take it home. Take it you away. Know? You know, that's just that's just how we roll over in this house. Okay, but nice. anyway, I know I'm a huge memorabilia guy. I love all that. So obviously, we're friends first. Uh, give me a little bit of a background on. I guess how you been the last uh, you know couple months since I've seen you. I mean, I guess you also saw at the wedding draft party, but give me a little rundown on how life's been. Yeah, man. So uh, uh, for those of that don't know, I've got uh, my own little business. I just uh, I fix furniture and uh, I, I fix furniture for uh, interior designers and uh, high end furniture stores. Uh, so that puts me into the hoity toity parts of town, into the mansions. And uh, I get to see stuff you guys just just wouldn't even believe. Um, but uh, so work is going really good. I've uh, got my own niche. I've uh, kind of cornered the market. Nice. I don't really have any competition. That's cool. Just, That's uh, good. Yeah, it's just easy. Um, I get to do what I want to do. And uh, I have my own business, not because I want to work all the time, but because I want to have control of my time. Right. And, uh, and be able to spend that time with my family. But uh, yeah, wife wife and son are doing That's real good. Perfect. Yep. Right into the uh, next part. Yep. 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 So uh, so Will is uh, uh, doing real healthy uh, things good. right now. Um, he's feeling really good. We've been uh, able to keep the COVID away from him. Perfect. Good. Yeah, that's good that's that's been a concern. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, you know one step at a time. He's a happy boy. Um, yeah, my daughters they're like old now, so they both live down on Sanibel Island. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're living that island life. Nice. Um, which uh, yeah, if you're 19, 23 years old and you could go live on an island, yeah. you got to take that opportunity, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, give me a little rundown on Will's. Um, just his i know obviously it was great yeah his his history <laughs> so, thing with yeah. matt prater and everything a lot of people in the league don't really know about it and i'm sure yeah, they yeah. love to hear about it yeah cool so uh yeah so uh for uh for those that don't know will has uh cerebral palsy um that is something that is caused by uh uh it's a brain injury that's caused by a lack of oxygen at birth is the shorthand so it can affect you in many different ways but will's pretty heavily affected by it and uh, so Make-A-Wish is a foundation that uh, they help kids out and they uh, literally just grant wishes for kids. A lot of a lot of kids go to like Disney and stuff like that, which is cool, but they'll do all kinds of other stuff. They'll build swing sets for kids in their backyard. They just do all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, so with Will, um, he doesn't 
he doesn't do a whole lot. He's a mobile, uh, uh, they call it non-ambulatory. He doesn't really move his arms and legs. Um, but uh, one thing he really, really enjoyed always was football. And uh, I, you guys watch football with me. Um, and, you know, the whole game is uh, from the sideline view. But then when it's time to kick, they change the view uh, to go up and down the field. And for whatever reason, he just started to watch the TV. And he has a visual impairment. And he would sit there and watch that part of the game. So my wife and I um, were just kind of always joking that, oh, man, he likes the kicker. And so make a wish. Uh, you can't you can't set up with them. They contact you. OK, so when, good. When they, yeah, when they when they contacted us, uh, uh, we asked if uh, he could kick the ball with greater. And so, uh, yeah, so. Uh, he said, all right, came up to his school, hung out for the day. Uh, it was, it was good times. Um, but we really hit it off with him, um, uh, at that, uh, at that event. And he invited us to go as his guest to a bunch of the football games. We got to go down to Allen park. We ended up going to like his kids' birthday parties. Um, so wow. I met, I met like almost all of the lions players for that played for like two and a half years over there. So, um, yeah, we had like a, a bowling fundraiser for my kid's school. A bunch of the players came up there and bowled with us. Um, wow. and it was just was... like regular folks, man. They're just, uh, they're all kids, you know, like yeah. Prater, Prater was like in his mid thirties, but, uh, almost the other guys, they're like in their early twenties, you know? Yeah. Um, and you see that when you're sitting next to them, when they're out on the field, they look like monsters, but right. you know, they're just, they're just young, young they're young men, but, right. um, but yeah, uh, I gotta, I gotta say, um, uh, I'm just for, I'll forever be grateful to Prater and to the whole Lions organization for, uh, uh, just, just putting on just an amazing show for my kid. This is stuff that, uh, any kid would, would give their legs to experience just half of the stuff he got to experience. Um, yeah, a couple of the, the cool things that happened. Um, uh, so, uh, Sam Martin, right. Is the, was the punter for the Lions. Yeah. He's the punter for the, for the Broncos now. It, it, most guys, you know, we think of the macho stuff and we're like, oh, Sam Martin, you know, he's he's just the guy that, that punts. But uh, so he hung out with Prater a lot and he ended up in a lot of our pictures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No joke. Every female that I showed a picture and, and, and Sam Martin was anywhere in there. Everyone splash. Who really? is that? Oh, yeah. Splash. Every single woman was just like. Who is that? And uh, at the time, he was dating this uh, Olympian, uh, Natasha cool. something. But uh, she was like a six-time gold medalist and just gorgeous, gorgeous chick. But cool. um, uh, the other funny thing that was uh, that was really cool is uh, we were down on the sideline before the game. And uh, we were hanging out with Prater and his, his family was there. And his kid wanted to go kick in that practice net that you see on the side of the field. So we start walking down the sideline. And this just got talked about, um, uh, I forget which ex lion was talking about it, but, um, uh, I think it was slay, but, uh, you, on the sideline, there's this big red chain that goes across the whole sideline and that's where the Fords are. Well, Prater's net is on the other side of this. So the security guys and everybody, they start stepping over the chain. Well, I got Will's wheelchair. I cannot go past the chain. So the security guy kind of grabs me and he's like, come on, we have, and so I have to go onto the field. Oh boy. And so I'm on the field pregame. There's like 60 footballs in the air, you know, and I'm just kind of looking out, hoping that one's not landed on Will's head as I'm pushing yeah. him. And uh, so I make, I turn the corner and I'm just kind of look up, look, looking up around for balls. And I almost run into somebody. It's this little old lady. She's only like four foot 10. It's Martha Ford. I almost oh ran gosh. into with the wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but she's, she stopped, uh, 
said hi to my kid and stuff, which was cool. But all of her, like, I don't know if it's her grandkids or great grandkids, they were all there on the sideline and they all wear matching clothes. They all were wearing like blazers with khakis, like all the Ford boys. They all had, <laughs> yeah, it was like the Stepford, the Stepford wives, but the, the kid version. It was crazy though. But yeah, man, it was a, a good experience. Uh, and uh, I got to see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with how, with how the lions operate and things like that. Um, unfortunately, like everybody I met is gone. Yeah, like, dang. Everybody I met is in, on another team. But it's fun for us because we get to like – now I watch games and there's these random guys that, yeah. you know, that were like an offensive lineman or something that's that I met. That's team. And, yeah. yeah. So that's, that stuff's really cool though. Makes you almost want to potentially have, you know, root – not – well, root for other teams because you have personal connections with a lot of – That's it, man. That. Like, yeah, some of those guys I'll be, I'll be a fan of forever. And then, yeah, other guys not so impressive. <laughs> Stafford. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, again, it was uh, an amazing experience, um, and uh, uh, it was just it was wonderful. Perfect. But uh, but it's one of those things. You know, the things that you think are the bad, uh, they end up opening up the opportunities to you that really make your life awesome. So right, it's very good to hear that, and it's it's all it's awesome to hear as well that he's doing well, and basically it sounds like everything's going as well as it can so far. Yeah, man. Maybe besides the whole animals things, I know you had a lot of animals that recently got brought to my attention that you don't have <laughs> as many of them anymore. I was super yep. excited to talk about the gliders, but oh yeah, yeah. So my uh, what just happened with yeah, having, So you know. I I used to have uh I used to have gliders back in the day, and then my daughter um uh she got gliders. I don't know, probably probably like seven eight years ago now. So she started with the one, and now I think she she had four and one died, so she wow. still has three of them. But yeah, they're like basically like a little flying squirrel and uh, they're, they're super like, they like being a companion. So if like, if you were like wearing that, that fleece that you're wearing right there with that zippered pocket, yep. it would like to go into that pocket and Beep. just hang out. Yeah. And it would just be like chilling in there. So they're, they're cool critters. Uh, the, the males, they smell like the males have like a ferret kind of smell, oh, but um, but the females don't smell, but they're, they're cute, but they, they're kind of time consuming. You have to feed them like bugs and stuff like that. So okay, like, so you gotta go to the pet store, get crickets and whatnot. And exactly. Like yeah. They have a special diet. Um, and, uh, and like, like a lot of exotic pets, they're prone to prone to dying, you know? Right. So, so but they're cute. They're yeah, cute though. Definitely. I'm sure they were very fun while they were around. That's it. Um, good. Like I said, I'm glad everything is going well. Now it's time to get down to what everybody's listening to the podcast about, and it's the fantasy football and part of the show. So, first and foremost, I like to start into the beginning of everything with basically, I like to get everybody's keeper strategy uh, this year, which I guess also goes back into. The old Bozo rules, I get everybody's thoughts on how they feel about those. So give me how you felt about them and how you use them to set yourself up for this season's keepers. Gotcha. So um, I did not participate in the trading of picks uh, or, or trading uh, four picks or trading picks away. And um, I was against the idea. Um, I am not against it. On the whole, I, I, like, I think if we had either, um, uh, if we had something crazy like 10 keepers every year. Like a I'd dynasty fine. league. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. or even not even like Keep a full dynasty, team. maybe like halfway, you know, maybe like mm-hmm. half a dynasty league where instead you just have like, you know, six keepers instead or something. But anyway, then that would make sense, but it's just uh, it would throw off the next year too much because, you know, the way that we do it, it's 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 meant to be uh, way, you know, yeah. you start off fairly equal, right? Right. So, uh, so I didn't participate and then last year I started off pretty well. <laughs> Um, and I had changed my name to all natural. And that was why it was because I hadn't traded for any of those, those picks that stacking up your picks. Yeah, Exactly. I was an all natural team. So uh, by the end of the year, I had changed the name to all natural shit. So that's how that went. But, you know, it takes some, well, that's just how it goes. That's but. it. Yeah. But my keepers were uh, uh, my first and second round picks. And it was uh, Alvin Kamara in, my, in the first and Travis Kelsey in the second. So I didn't have a first or second round pick. And I still would do the same thing now. Um, uh, just having Kelsey on your team, just uh, uh, it's so nice to not have to worry about that tight end position. And he hasn't even had that great of a year, but he, uh, uh, if he was a wide receiver, he'd be the number 10 wide receiver right now. If he was a running back, Isn't he'd be a wild. number nine running back right now. Isn't That's that like wild. how good he is out of the tight end position. And most tight ends just suck. Yeah. So um, I like that. Uh, Kamara, you know, I kind of knew that was going to be iffy with, uh, with the transition at quarterback if, for the Saints. But at the same time, he's one of the few guys that can literally put up 40 or 50 points any given week, any given you know. Week. Uh, that being said, if uh, if anybody's interested, I, I I would be willing to listen to trade offers on just about anybody. But uh, but yeah, so that was that was uh, my plan for keeper. Basically, was those were the best two players I could possibly keep, and if they were there for me to pick, there I would have picked them. Um, so and and you know, frankly, I thought Cabrera was good value. I picked at ten. Um, so, and then, and then Kelsey probably should have been a first round pick. He probably wouldn't have been in our league, but he probably should have been. But anyway, so that was my point coming up to your draft was, do you think you could have not kept Kelsey, kept somebody else and still drafted him? Yeah, honestly, I, I think there was a big enough risk. And then because of where I was drafting, I wasn't going to have a shot at like Waller or Kittle instead. So I wanted to have that locked up. Uh, it was really important to me this year especially with our league being PPR, like yeah. Kelsey is just, uh, he's always been consistent and I've had him for like the past three years now. And it's just so nice having him on your team. So was he your, so he was your, he wasn't your two year keeper then was he? No. He's, right. Okay. No, he I just happened to did be the whole thing I did with Kyler Murray I, this year. I traded for him yeah. three years ago and then I drafted him two years ago and then I kept him. Yeah. So Kamara, could you keep Kamara again then or no? Uh, I, I could because, yeah, this was the first time keeping him. Okay, so that's some trade value right there for anybody listening. Yeah, but that's still a first-round pick, I mean, but still. I but, mean, yeah. He's the first-round pick, so, I mean, right at 10, so, I mean. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. we got to find out where you, I guess, where you would be picking next year, depending on what you would do to keep him, which also leads me to the point of I love that we can do that here. We know where we draft before our keepers are due, so it's good. It helps us strategize more, which I'm sure hundred percent knowing how yes. you are all analytical and everything. Yeah, I'm already months in by the time we were figuring that stuff out. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> well, cool. Uh, you kind of touched base on your draft right there as well. Is there anybody you 
missed out on moving through your draft? I mean, obviously you got Cooper Cup very valuable as we can see. He's probably the top wide receiver in the league. He is, and you got him. In the oh yeah. Round. So like, yeah, I got him in the fifth. With your draft here first, but is there anybody you missed on? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cooper Cup, I, I, I definitely was happy with. Uh, he's actually the number three player in all of fantasy football right now. Wow, like that's crazy. That's just crazy for a wide that receiver to have that many points. Um, but anyhow, you know, I can't expect more that touchdowns to continue. Than, like four more four teams wide receivers cores combined. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's great. It's great. And uh, and uh, I did hear about the breakfast thing before we uh, had drafted with uh, the two of them eating breakfast. Um, and that's uh, Stafford was somebody I missed out on. Uh, Mike took him in the fifth round. There was a run on quarterback. Yeah. Um, but the two times I really, when I was sitting there at the draft and almost got like stunned for a second um, and had to really change what I was, what was about to come out of my mouth. Uh, Sark's got me twice. Uh, he got me with uh, taking Russ in the fourth round. Yeah. I was, I was right about to, t- to take him there. And then uh, he got me again in the eighth round with Tua who I ended up trading for and he's on my team now, but anyhow. Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, yeah, but those two were the big ones where uh, it actually like messed up my flow on draft night a little bit. And you were but, kind of uh, scrambling when you were on the clock. Oh yeah. 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 All of a sudden the heart, the heart rate goes up a little bit, but uh, yeah, all in all, I was pretty happy with my draft. Um, so I got a, uh, I drafted Rogers in the third round. He's a douchebag, but he, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, what he is what he is yeah uh Deontay Johnson has been solid not spectacular but I'll keep him Um, I think your most valuable pick of your draft so far is your round 11 pick oh and the thing is he's not even on my team I know he's not even I I dropped him I dropped him week one we're talking about Michael Pittman for uh the Colts and uh I had drafted him yep and uh the 11th round and because I needed to clear up my uh, running back two situation after drafting drafting two rookies. Yep. Um, that's why I uh, I ended up letting him go, and that was definitely the biggest mistake that I've made so far this year. Um, is is dropping him uh, because right now I would be just sitting pretty if he was on my team. Um, yeah. Frankly, he'd be my second second best wide receiver if I had him still. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, you have to, you know, that's the thing you, especially when, uh, when you play like I do where you're, you're constantly making moves, like these things are going to happen to you and you just gotta, True. you gotta do it week to week, you know, and you can't, uh, you can't get emotionally attached to these guys. You have to, to look at what you have coming up and, and just try to make your team the best it could be for that week. So you dropped Michael Pittman. You didn't trade him. You no, straight up dropped, him. dropped his Damn. ass uh, right after week one. Cause I, I think he ended up with like, like four targets or something. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, this bomb. But uh, yeah. yeah. Go and then Scroll down to the next 25 on your page and get to the transactions. Yeah. Dude, yeah, we already got seven. No, all right, you got about 74 transactions already. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I'm always doing something. Oh, yeah, you were on a running back kick for a minute. Tevin Coleman, Damian Williams, Chubb Homer, Jared McKinnon, Giovanni Bernard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, there's Michael Pittman. Oops. I mean, it's like you said, the way you're doing it, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. I'm hoping I can uh, make up for that somewhere else. I'm trying to get some some depth in the wide receiver position. I'm hoping that um, – uh, man, what's his name from uh, – uh, the Giants, Tony. 
Oh uh, yeah. After after flashing, um, he did I flash. had a big hopes this past week, and uh, he just kind of laid a dud for me uh, uh, against against my homeboy G here. We'll get into that. I was actually just going to ask you about your first nine weeks prior to prior to that matchup. So, given your draft, obviously you had a great draft in your eyes because you didn't really miss out on too many picks. You thought, how is the team living up to the hype? I mean, obviously you're in first place, so they got to be doing all right. But give me give me the mindset of the GM of the guy that's in first place right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, a I. I... I feel like I've, I've been extremely lucky, uh, very fortunate to get the matchups that I've gotten each week. Um, I uh, rarely am the top scorer. I think that's only happened once or twice. Um, but That uh, brings up a good point because I want to get something in this league potentially where we do a, whoever scores the highest points every week gets a, a little spish. You know, 20 bucks or something or 25 bucks or something. Cause a little bonus. It puts it up. You know, it makes it, it, makes it more fun. Corey hates this. I did one of my other leagues, but it's awesome. So it's another thing that I'm going to be proposing at the final thing That's it. that we do. Just like That's the it. name change that I'm with Bozo, I'm going to be bringing this up. I got lots to talk about. We got to we got to write some amendments to the Constitution. 110. percent But yes, give me back to how the team's gelling and the mindset of the GM. Yeah. So uh, so far, uh, pretty happy with the way my team's set up. I uh, just traded away Debo Samuel. I traded him to Igor for James Robinson. Uh, I thought that was a, a pretty fair trade, uh, especially Great. given the, the state of our teams. And uh, I hope he plays well for him. My view is that uh, Trey Lance is going to be coming in there sooner rather than later because they can't win a game. And uh, I just don't think he's going to you know, be the quarterback that, that Garoppolo was as far as getting the ball down the field. Uh, I know Debo gets the short stuff, but um, he's also a, a bit of an injury risk. So I was trying to get out. While I was ahead, uh, he was only, a, you know, a ninth round pick for me. So that was another another hit for the first half of the season for me. Um, I like James Robinson's value, and I really like the, uh, the matchup that he has for the playoffs. Uh, I'm pretty confident I'll be getting to the playoffs. I only have one loss so far. I could kind of squeak in just with winning two or three more games. But I'm going hard, man. I'm going to try to get that bye week. Uh, I know that's been bad luck in our league. It has. But, uh, but I've also... Uh, been sitting there chewing my chewing my fingernails off as the sixth seed and stuff before, and you know what? I uh, I'd rather just just skip that week if I can. That would be great. So uh, I'm gonna keep yeah, I'm gonna keep going hard. Um, uh, but so far, yeah, there's uh, you know, it's it's not that I'm unwilling to change anything in my team, but um, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind uh looking at uh maybe upgrading at quarterback. Uh, Did you have uh, any nerves? with Aaron Rodgers coming out, throwing up one point in week one against Igor, even though you still won. Oh yeah. No, I thought a little bit hesitant on, Oh shit. Maybe he really does suck. Yeah. You had no, him I... and Brian Fitzpatrick as your two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that could, that could have really not worked out. And Rodgers could, I mean, who knows? He could, uh, he could come out with uh long-term COVID side effects now after all the stuff he's been going through. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's been some rumor, maybe OBJ signs with the Packers. Uh, oh, if that happens, that would that would be pretty nuts. Uh, if nuts. if there's anything left in the tank for OBJ, but um, but yeah, so I I, I am not a Rogers fan. I don't think any of us Detroit guys are uh, a big Rogers fans. No. Uh, but but the dude can ball. Um, he's been pretty consistent. He wasn't my first choice. He wasn't my second, third, or fourth choice. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's the, unfortunately, the guy that's going to be on my team now. But um, 
the long haul. So, and then right moving forward to week two, he had 35 and then your running back game kind of let you down, but you, that was the week you scored the most points. Right. You got yeah. the Gordon brother duo. You got the two worst teams. That, well, at the time. Yeah. yeah. Right off it, the get. And uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, again, my, uh, my schedule has been very favorable to me uh, throughout this entire year, but yeah, it's uh, uh, even if I've had a, a player uh, not perform, there's always a couple other guys that seem to step up. You know, I'll have like two out of my three wide receivers have a good game. One of my running backs and one of my quarterbacks. And then, you know, Kelsey's been fairly consistent. Yeah, I was just looking at that on this next week. Moving forward, your third week, you had fuck, 23, 30, 10, 12, 20, 11, yeah. 17, 20. Everybody's in double digits. Yeah. You ended yeah. up beating up Derek Carr that week. Well, I mean, just one, look at you just flopping everybody. I mean, oh, you got to yeah. do sometimes, though. Yeah, yeah, I like to keep it moving, um, you know, but I, uh, I, I've had some successes. I was able to pick up Melvin Gordon off of waivers. Um, I don't even know how he ended up on waivers. That was a mistake yeah. from someone. But, you know, we all, like I said, we all have to do what you got to do to win the, for that week. And uh, whoever dropped Melvin Gordon uh, felt like he had to, you know, but yep. I'll take him. But, yeah, unfortunately, I, I was hoping that he would get traded and then I could have Javante and him, like, just balling out on two different teams. But uh, we'll see what happens in Denver um, uh, for the rest of the year. Unless somebody's uh you know interested in those Denver running backs so again I'm always open to a trade. Oh yeah, as, yeah, fire fire them out. Know. It's funny I, I said it. I sent a bunch of trade offers out uh for for Not that to, to just I was I was looking at teams who were uh, uh running back week and uh you know my two guys mm-hmm. there they ended up you know combining for like what 300 yards and two touchdowns and yeah. nobody nobody was interested for their bum wide receivers that did shit for them. Yeah. So. Gotta love that. Well, I didn't see anything come through uh, my inbox. I know that. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. back heavy though. Well, not heavy. I got cooking for that, but yeah, I wish I was. I wish I was looking at three, four trade offers a day. But yeah, not many come my way. I think uh, one one of the things that happens when you start to to end up ahead on the on the standings there, uh, people don't want to help your team at all. You know, so they're right. So they don't want to send any trades because yeah. And then if I a non-fair trade's not going to make it in this league. Yeah, and like like Igor told me when I when I. came and asked him for somebody he said uh what do you know that i don't you know it's like man i don't know shit i just listen to a lot of a lot of fantasy football stuff so yeah you listen to a lot of people talk about it so you get a lot of opinions from stuff and you can value other people you know you probably value certain people other than certain people and that's it that's it and i had uh you know like go like like what i value in our league like when i look at wide receiver uh i want a guy that's going to get a lot of targets short down the field and can do something with the ball like think of like a golden tate right golden tate in our league is like the perfect wide receiver um, and that's what I was trying to draft those kind of guys. And I did pretty well with it. Um, they seem to do pretty well for us. Uh, and, and they get a little bit more consistency with those short catches. Like even like um, uh, just this past week, Deontay Johnson, he didn't have a great game, but he still had like what, five, six catches, those yeah, five, six points. Help. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. So moving ahead. So let's, let's look at the one blemish on downed wires uh record this year was against the old Tim Allen tool time neighbor <laughs> money in the bank. Um, I mean, you didn't obviously have a horrible week. You scored 168 points. Is there anything you could have potentially done differently? This was obviously right after you got the two, a trade. Um, yeah. You were streaming yeah. running backs. Give me the process going into that matchup. Yeah. You know, uh, so you know, I don't want anybody to think uh, that that the stars were just right, and just because uh, Easy was getting married that weekend, and the only reason he asked me to stand up at his wedding was so I would give him that one game. 
Uh, that's not what happened. Uh, I, I don't turned think. the season around though. Uh, but yeah, it did. It did. Uh, it, it, it gave him a boost. Uh, but yeah, if I was gonna, if I was gonna lose one, uh, that's that one's, I guess the, the one that would be okay to lose. Um, uh, that's my homeboy right there. Uh, he is my, uh, my neighbor now and forever. But next time that dickhead moves, I'm going to probably move right next door to him again. <laughs> so, uh, it's been great. He's, uh, he's, he's gone from, uh, you know, that, that guy, I don't know next door to, uh, uh, one of my best friends. So, Definitely. And then uh, he's put me in, in touch with, with some great dudes, man. That's for sure. Appreciate that. And I'm looking at the other matchups because I was, I was assuming I appreciate that because you were talking about me, obviously. Oh, of course, of course. And everybody in the league as well. But looking at it, you, I mean, you beat one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other teams that week. So, yeah. Your team obviously did what they needed to do. You just went up against a little t- twisted tornado over there next door. Yeah, no, he, uh, you know, like you know, people people look at Easy and they're like, yeah, that guy's dumb and he probably doesn't know a whole lot about football. Uh, he's just like that guy with the big blue eyes. And uh, but in, in reality, he he spends a, a lot of time, I think, uh, on the on the fantasy football stuff. So um, he actually, uh, you know, you got to give him some credit. Uh, each year, he's been. He's been. He's probably the the money leader, right, for our league. He probably has would, the most money out of everybody. I would think so. Um, yeah, I know what he wanted, and I'm pretty sure he finished first and then didn't win it. I'm not sure, but or gotten at least in the money the most. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. But it's funny, you know. I uh, so one thing I was looking at. So, like, you know, I was looking at one of the other things where we talk about, which is like that. Who's who are the best teams in the league and all that kind of stuff? The power but, rankings uh, you send out, Mister Director of Analytics. That's it, exactly. It. And uh, but but one of the things that that I noticed uh, was uh, so our man Sarks right now, he's uh, he's at the bottom of the league, uh, and he's got what two wins. And uh, if Sarks did nothing different, okay, he he didn't do anything. He played all the same exact guys the same way. And the only thing that was different is that he played my schedule instead of his schedule. He would be five and four. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's crazy. So that just goes to show you how much just luck is involved in this stupid game. You know, yeah. we're all like, "Oh, I'm the best. I came up with this guy. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> put, I put Brandon Ayuk in the in the the slot position." But um, but yeah, it's uh it's so much to do with just like your luck and, and the guy you're playing against luck, you know? Yeah. And it's funny. I wonder how like they even come up with like how they set the schedule. I mean, I'm sure it's super random obviously, but like, I'm sure there's some type of algorithm or code to where it's like. Yeah. Cause they got to have play. like, they got to have some hot games each week, you know? Right. And then, uh, but yeah, then they have, you know, some of those stadiums, they have other obligations throughout the season that they have to fulfill. And yeah, there's all kinds of stuff to take into account. But uh, I have a hard enough time managing the fantasy football team. I don't know about managing a whole NFL franchise. Yeah, no doubt. It'd be insane. Well, um, it's funny because in week seven, right after you lost, you came out and gave the guy who was in first place at the time, Rydog, a pound, not a pounding, but I mean, you ended up putting up 204 on him and basically everybody on your team scored 20 points or more. Yeah. So, so that was a nice. I know Denver boys got Patrick it's, in there now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was uh. Pa- yeah, Patrick is off my team now. But yeah, um, I would hope. 
Even though he went ham this last week, he got me like 18 in my other league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's a <laughs> underrated player, I think. But uh yeah, I got lucky. I got uh uh right dog when his uh both his quarterbacks were on by. Uh, you know, again, it's just uh lucky parts of the season. Right dog's a scary match every week, you know. Yeah, Pittman <laughs> against you. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> It, it, it's it's uh I dropped uh Herbert from Chicago and then yeah. I got to play up play against Herbert the next week too so that's the kind of stuff that happens and then you you hope they don't have the revenge game on you yep and well so far you've been able to slide through yeah um, so far so good you're right or, like even when you don't have your best games you're still putting up like 160 and that's obviously enough to get it done yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my uh, my my average is uh is is number one, and that that helps. So that brings me to our matchup, which was last week. Um, obviously, we had a bunch of stuff we had to pay attention to. You did a trade. You got James Robinson. All of a sudden, he's not playing. Tua goes down eighteen minutes or like two hours before his game. Rodgers gets COVID. Kyler Murray's out. Leonard Fournette. Rob Gronkowski run a buy for me. A lot of shit going on. You ended up pulling it out like I told you you were gonna. Yeah, but, uh, but squeaked it early on. Squeaked Justin it. Justin Jefferson and Delvin Cook doing all right. I had a little glimpse of hope, and I I didn't know what to do with my whole Kyler Murray situation. Um, so that, how that's long a tough one. I'm just looking at your matchups, you just now got Melvin Gordon, right? Oh yeah, I just picked him up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then you slid Ayuk in there. Jeez, oh Pete. Yeah, and that was that was thanks to your call, man. I uh, I appreciate that. Uh, and uh, yes, I uh, would would have done the same for you. Uh, and uh, Easy had set me up for for failure because I was in bed hungover when you set that text. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. For those who don't know, I texted Duncan and told him that Tua was out because I would expect him to do the same for me if he heard Kyler Murray was out. Yes, and I would I would have. That's how I roll. But uh, uh, I have sent multiple texts like that out this year. Uh, I'm sure people can attest to. But uh, yeah, I uh, I uh, actually yeah. done it to me once. There we go. So yeah, I uh, I I pay real close attention to all this kind of stuff. Um, like you know, the other guys in the league, they have lives. All I do is fuck and play fantasy football. And sorry, ladies, I'm married. Hey, hot take here. That's what's up. That's it. Like, like you it. saw me, you saw me attempt to golf. I did. The reason that was my first time golfing. That was my first time golfing because I was otherwise busy with fantasy football. So and fixing that's furniture. It. Oh, and, and, we actually didn't get. Speaking of fixing furniture, we didn't get to bring up um, one of your funny finds. Um, we talked about behind the scenes of hashtag I'm with Bozo here. Give me the whole rundown on the uh, the whole. You had to fix a dresser one time type deal, and oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me no, that this is this isn't a one time scenario. This is a, a fairly common occurrence. But uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, devices that uh, people, typically females, sometimes not females, use to uh, uh, to pleasure themselves. And uh, you would think that when somebody's coming to check out your nightstand, you would remove those things. Uh, well, but oftentimes they're uh, rocking and rolling in the drawer. Um, what do you do? Like, do you like? That's do you the question. Them? Do you grab them? Do you like? That's get them the out question. Of the way? What do you do? So this most recent time this happened, I was in this 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 mansion, legit mansion, in in Birmingham with with smoking hot client. 
young couple, probably like 40 years old, uh, you know, good looking couple. I'm sure they're like doing all kinds of freaky stuff and <laughs> living, uh, their best life. living their best life. I go into this beautiful bedroom and I go to the first nightstand. There's nothing in the drawers. I'm like, sweet. These guys took the stuff out, do my business to that one, go over to the next one, move to the nightstand, clunk, clunk. I'm like, oh, there's something in the drawer. Nice big pink 12 incher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Double duty. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so that's uh, but that's a fairly common occurrence. Uh, uh, probably the, the best one uh, was back in the day. I, I used to work for an art band um, and I was in the hood. I go to this this house and there's a, a kid and his bed is broken. So I go look under the bed. His mom is standing like right over me. I look under the bed. There's all kinds of shit there. So I reach my hand under the bed. I start pulling stuff out and I grab the shoe box and I pull the shoe box out and I hear the mom go, Oh my goodness. I look over. It's full of nickel bags of weed. The oh kid's my. like kids like 12 years old. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, excuse myself for a second. And I could hear just slapping oh <laughs> from outside. The house. Yeah. So I stayed outside a few minutes, went in and was like, Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know bad, that that was dude, there. I didn't know. You should have told me. Yeah, yeah. I look. I looked at the at the mob too, and I was like, "So, uh, so what? What are you gonna do with that?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll get ready for you. Yeah, she's like, oh, "I know what I'm gonna. I know what to do with that." But uh, but yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's weird working at people's houses. Uh, you, you get to see <laughs> some weird stuff. Uh, now I work with all these rich people, and the way they spend their money just blow your mind, man. It just. Yeah, I- just oh waterfalls in your house and you know geez oh pete yeah yeah wine bars that are bigger than what you would see in a hotel you know it's just that's crazy that's but, sweet uh, though well it's it's sweet till you realize that every every one of them dollars has been coming out of your paycheck yeah that's true. A, that's the truth true but uh but yeah we don't have to get all political uh, yeah I'll no we that. won't i'll save that for my lavodia communist podcast we'll save that for the off-season podcast that's it <laughs> all right so looking we're done looking in the past for downed wire. Actually, um, another thing I want to talk about: How did you come up with the name downed wire? Oh shit! So, uh, a friend of the show and a former manager of uh, Brett's team, Eric Ely. So the book of Ely, the old book of Ely yep. team, book okay. of Ely, uh, championship uh, caliber talent. Exactly. Yes, he. Um, uh, if, if you didn't know, is uh, a semi-professional wrestler. Uh, the electric like, Ely. Or like John Cena, but but the electric Ely. And uh, EZ and I, one day in the backyard, were sitting across the fence, as we do. And I, I was trying to come up with, because uh, Ely was talking about retirement and stuff. Uh, and I was trying to come up with, okay, who would be the electric Ely's nemesis? And I'm like, you know, something like the power's out or something. And, and Eric said, down wire. And I'm like, down wire, Duncan. The power is out. <laughs> yes, dude. So I love it. I have this whole plan, which Ely is not a fan of, but I'm working on Megan. I think I'll have a better chance if I convince Megan to convince Eric Ely. Maybe I could get this happen. When he's ready to retire, I want to be down wire. I want to come in. I want to make the lights go out. Have and I want, when the mad. lights come on, to be holding Eric Ely's head in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so, awesome. Like, so we'll see if I can make that happen. 
but that is uh yeah as soon as it, it it started off as a small joke and then the down wire thing is just because I, I fuck up very often and every time i make a mistake eric is happy to point out that the wire is down again yeah. so nice. okay i like it yeah, it's funny. yeah. you might actually have a shot to come on here in the future and uh i think you stuff that's going on so we'll, I we'll, think we'll keep Ely, that in the bag of tricks for later on though I think Ely would be great for a uh, impartial, but uh, uh, somebody who uh, has has you know some skin in the game uh, opinion guy. Uh, well, we're working for... it into the circus act, don't you worry. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Well, like I said, we'll leave that for the later bag of tricks. So enough looking in the past of what you've done so far. Obviously, you've, I've done very well. You're in first place. We're gonna move ahead. We're gonna transition to looking ahead and to your matchup. This coming up week against a very top-tier talent as well, the Brady Bunch. Uh, currently looking at your matchup, too, a projected one. Aaron Rodgers projected zero. Do you think they're both going to play? What's, what are you going to do if they don't? What, what, give me the mindset of what you're going through right now. I uh, have a quarterback issue this week, but I uh, I can't stress out too much. You know, I, I rode with, like, five quarterbacks on my team for most of the year, and here I am. This is why I had done it. <laughs> I wish I right. uh, had let him go now. Uh, I would like to have Jared Goff back uh, if, if that would be possible. But anyway, that, that actually got brought up in, I think, Kevin's episode where he had five quarterbacks. And I was like, well, he's got a bunch of keeper options for next year, potentially. But now they're all gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to keep any of those well, jokers anyway. If somebody actually ends up being good, like if Tyrod Taylor actually ends up being good, like you keep him as the last pick and you could potentially start next year. And he's the one to get rid of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, true right? that. True that. You know? Could happen. Could happen. Uh, but, yeah, C-Raj, um, you know, he's got a really, really strong team. It's scary. Uh, he's got Tom Brady. He's the, the number one overall player in all of fantasy football right now. He's got with that two... double dip with A-B, too. Which ah, He's got 251 points, Brady does. It's crazy. Um, and then he has, uh, yeah, A-B for, uh, for that stack. And then Tyler Lockett with, you know, Russ could be coming back, you know. It's Tyler a huge, Lockett. yeah. That's it's so, it varies so much. If Lockett's going to be that fifteen to twenty guy or that five to ten guy, yep. Uh, Austin Eckler, he's kind of been down a little bit, but he's still a number three running back on the year, um, and he that's could go wild. off. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs is uh, getting healthy. He's got Hawkinson. He's uh, Jacobs Hawkinson. going against KC's weak defense too. Yeah, that could be a big one. Yep. Uh, yep. And then he's got Jimmy G, uh, who you know. He sucks, but whatever. He's the second yeah. quarterback. But then right. on his bench, too, for depth, if somebody, one of those guys can't play, he's got Chase Claypool, who I think he's hurt right now. And then he's got Antonio Gibson, too. So he's he's stacked, man. See, Raj has a really good team. I agree. And he's got Van Jefferson, too. I mean, with L.A.'s offense, like anybody there can be the guy yeah. that gets 30 points. I mean, it's yeah. been Cooper Cup mainly, but, I mean, Woods has been okay. Jefferson's obviously had shown. They don't get up, they don't get up early enough for breakfast. Yeah, right. That's funny. The old cereal. <laughs> Tight. Um, roll. You're gonna roll San Francisco's D against. No, Rams? no. Waver, waivers haven't run yet, but I will okay. be changing up the defense. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my strategies this year. Oh, running defense. Got to talk about too much about is like I. I have. I mean, I guess I drafted. I think I drafted uh, – I don't know if I drafted the Saints. I might have drafted – no, I think I drafted Green Bay. And then I, once I uh, had to put them on a bye, I started trying to stream who was playing against the Lions, and it seemed to work out fairly well when – I think I did it twice. The week before they played Philly, whoever that was, played against them. And then when they played Philly, I picked up Philly, and that was the trans- hashtag transaction of the week, which might be a thing moving forward in this podcast once I start to do more research on who had the best 
because uh, obviously we're all scrambling every week to pick up people. So it's like if I can go through and like see the transactions and what players got the most points based on they when they were picked up and like you know being a free agent, who had the best transaction? Yeah, it'd be a nice yeah. little thing to put into the put into the podcast. I think I was gonna do it that week if I won against Igor, but of course I fucking didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I was pretty happy with picking up Ayuk, uh, getting 18 points out of him. I think I got, uh, you know, that was a nice little surprise. Um, yeah, but, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know who uh, who would have been the best one. Oh, here's my lovely wifey. Thank you, my dear. Hey, <laughs> Allie, hi. <laughs> um, there was something I was just about to ask. Um, Da, 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 Inspector Gadget. Yes. Okay. So, obviously, you're looking forward to probably some waiver wire transactions here for this week. What does downed wire have to do to maintain what they've been doing and get into the final six to make the playoffs? Yeah. Looking at my uh, upcoming matchups, um, I uh, wasn't wasn't too concerned when I uh, I got to be honest when I went and uh, did a rundown to see for the rest of the season what I thought, not what Yahoo thought, but what I thought the winners and okay. losers of each, like game, each game were going to be. Uh, I only have myself losing one more game. So, uh, fantasy, yeah, Fantasy Pros thinks I'm going to go 10 and 10 to ten and 4. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I only have myself losing one game. I will leave that who it, who it is out. But uh, but you never Ooh, know. I could, I could – I could lose out from here on out, to be honest. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, this this game is fickle. Yeah, anything so, can happen. Like, both your quarterbacks could literally not play this week, and, like, you could be stranded literally with no quarterback and have to pick someone up or make a trade for Mac Jones to me. If yeah. They have running like, back or something, or who knows? Yeah, Rydog's dog, dog, running around with the, as the golden boy, and then, uh, you know, in one week he has, you know, uh, Derrick Henry go out, and then he has uh, both. Josh Allen and uh, Dak Prescott come out and just lay eggs, you know, and Prescott ended up with 20 points, but that all came in like the last, you know, eight minutes of the game. And that's what's, that's um, what's crazy about fantasy too, is that game was like done, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, they didn't score at all. He just had a bunch of yards and I think he might've threw a touchdown maybe, but it was at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just like garbage. Like Padford. Yep. Just, just pure garbage time. They were never coming back. So basically, stay the course, set the sails into the wind, and ride off into the sunset and get that number one seed is what basically that's, that's the plan. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Um, you know, I'm not. Uh, you know, our trade deadline is coming up. It's just it's just next week. Yeah, um, see, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I never so really make too many moves, and I'm like, our our options are our, our time our time to make any changes is 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 running thin. Uh, if you if you've noticed the. Uh, the waivers and free agents have been getting thinner and thinner with all these injuries. Oh uh, yeah. It's Eric's team is literally all entirely on the IR. His whole bench was on the IR last week. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy, crazy. All the injuries, the COVID thing that's going around right now. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the we Browns, lost... Nick Chubb. Oh yeah. Nick Chubb. Hot take uh, here. Anybody doesn't know that. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, the crazy thing with, uh, the COVID is like last year we had the two IR spots because of the COVID this year. We don't have that. And you know what? We probably, Probably because uh, I don't think COVID's going to be going away. We should probably vote on that when we're yep. talking about league changes say, as well. On the list. Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, and then oh yeah. So speaking of uh, uh, bozo league in general, um, 
uh, one of the things I want to talk about was uh, was training. Okay, let's hear it. All right. So uh, what I want to say is, A, uh, if you've ever sent a text out to another player and asked them to vote no on a trade, that's collusion. A. Hashtag Corey. Well, I'm not even talking about <laughs> for your own trade. That was a whole other shit show. I don't blame Corey because I, I would have probably either. woke up. I would have woke up with shit in my drawers and tears in my eyes if I was Corey that day after that trade. Yeah. But um, I, I, if I was Blake, I probably would have been a little little pissed about it. But yeah. um, but anyhow, so so yeah, so anyway, so that's bullshit. And then B, the fact that that trades can even be vetoed in our league is just nonsense. Like, like, okay. So as an example, uh, there was the, the notorious me taking advantage of Igor while drunk. Oh, not, not that time. This is talking about, uh, happened multiple times, ladies and gentlemen at easy's wedding. Okay. Not that time, but at the reception of easy's wedding, uh, he actually offered me, um, Damn, I was there for that. Uh, Montgomery for Jared Goff, and he desperately needed uh, a player for uh, his his uh, flex spot. Um, and I would have been happy to sit with him on on my IR spot or whatever. But anyway, so that got vetoed. I got ridiculed for taking advantage of him and all that. You know, on, but he offered it to you. He, he offered it to me. A right. B. It, it's something he needed to do for his team. Uh, C. I looked it up on, uh, on Justin Boone, the score. Uh, that was probably the best trade calculator uh, that I'm aware of. And it was like 14 points to 15 points. You know, like the guys in our league undervalue quarterbacks so much in our league. It's <laughs> a super flex. If he's not getting 20, he's not doing the job. Which, yeah, it's a which, super flex. You know, yeah. there's, only, yep. there's, there's only 32 quarterbacks that start. And we need 36 of them to fulfill three on each team. So, yeah, uh, anyhow. But, and then, you know, just in general, like, you don't know. Like, none of us know. Like, you know that Debo trade was bad. If Debo gets hurt this week, it was the best trade of the year. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yes. uh, yeah. you, you don't know. Or if Trey Lance comes in and Debo and him just don't have a connection, you know, it just, it could happen. You don't know. So, yeah. anyway, what I would say, please stop vetoing trades. Just stop. Just let them happen. You know. I, I get it too because I was, I mean, um, in some other leagues that had the same thing, and then uh, this one, it's like if two teams agree to a trade, I mean, I guess it's like it should be able to go down because it's like they they both want it, but like, which I guess how close knit everybody is in this group, you can't just be like, oh, that's. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, like they want to do that trade, like whatever. Why would somebody want to do that? A lot of the time, so it's like, yeah, yeah. They're they're looking at it. it. We can't just have it be the wild, wild west where it's like everybody's just really nilly tossing everything back and forth with no like, yeah, type of like. Why? Why not? Like, uh, like if there's because people will start little people will start doing shady shit and getting rid of people and then like oh you win you're taking me out to Sagano's or wherever or some hibachi for dinner I don't know. I, like that. we don't need that in this league I don't I don't know if that's something that's actually I don't know if kickbacks or something that's actually something that would that would happen but uh you know 
if, if so, then then People that's not somebody you want. That's not somebody you want in your league. If I agree. Do it. I don't think yeah. anybody would actually do it in our league either. Yeah, uh, I've seen it happen though. And I've seen before. it. Yeah. I'm yeah, it's it, even though it's a bozo league, okay. So you know, I'm, I'm an old man compared to all you young bucks. I am 43 years old, and I've been playing fantasy football since I'm 20 years old. Okay, ah, you used to be writing it down in notebooks, right? Uh huh. Yeah, right? no bullshit. Yeah. So, so my my very first year uh, playing fantasy football, um, I had uh, um, Edgerin James the year he blew his knee out in the oh. first first pick of the draft. I had Amon Green, T.O., I had uh, Jeff Garcia, I had... Yeah, when he was uh, on Lions or on the Niners? No, those were on the Niners, yeah. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and then uh, but I had picked up a, a, a young rookie out of uh, out of uh, San Diego then, I believe, LaDainian Tomlinson in the fifth yeah. round. Yeah. So, uh, uh, anyhow. Sean Alexander uh, was a good one, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, big sure. time. Those were yeah. the heydays. But yeah. uh, so, so I've been in, you know, you know, dozens of different leagues now uh and usually at places i worked or whatever this league is awesome and and frankly igor does a does a marvelous job like not to give this big red nose too much credit i mean we got we always got to find a little bit of time to give him a little bit of peace here it is. yeah yeah because i've i've been in leagues where like the, the commissions run off with the money you know i mean like you know this bad as it gets so uh we, we've got it pretty good um and yeah of course, it's going to change. The rules will change four more times before the year is over. Right. But you know, uh, yeah, it could be worse. It could that's... be like this is by far my most fun league. Oh yeah, out of the yeah. five that I'm in. Definitely, definitely. And this is my this is my only money league. So I uh, I dedicate oh, wow. all my all my focus right to this league. When you guys yeah, are you should, it's a huge bonus. Yeah, you're in the shower. I'm looking at the at the fantasy football league. You know, you're at work. I'm driving, looking at the fantasy football league, or listening to a podcast. Yeah, it's just uh, this is all I do. So I should be in first place. It's it's that it's uh makes sense. The fruit of your loins is coming to fruition in your record in our league. That's it. It's all about luck, but you got to put yourself in the position to 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 get lucky, right? Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. And if you're not, well, you better get to trying. <laughs> That's it. You better you better you better make some moves. I agree. Um. All right. So. It's time that we get to what I like to think is the second favorite part of the segment for everybody else that's listening. Uh, Down Wire has been basically looking down at all of us all season, Um, but I need to get your predictions for the top six to make the playoffs. They don't have to be – but let's see what you got. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've actually spent a lot of time uh, putting all of this together, and I wanted to be fair, so I didn't even, like, attach people's names uh, until the end. Um, and I actually came up with records and everything. So, uh, But what I've got uh, in order uh, from first to sixth, so these are all your playoffs, I've got myself in the number one spot, of course. I've got you, my friend, Splash Tastic at Ooh, number two. We okay, I like it. Ride Dog at three. EZ at four. C Raj at five. 
And this might blow your fucking socks Who's off. Who's making the run, baby? I know it's coming. Igor. <laughs> hey! Winning out. Oh, my. He wins all the rest of his games to squeak in at eight and six. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Knocking Corey out of contention. So, that yeah, is the, my hot take. Behind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I've got uh, uh, basically uh, – you and Rydog going nine and five, and then all the rest of those guys going eight and six. Wow. And then it basically comes down to points after that. And because what Igor does in the weeks coming to forward, he has more points than whoever he's against to get the spot, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. And it's yeah. funny, too, because he – I'd have to look. He, I don't know if he won last week. I know – or, like, this past recent matchup, I know he beat me last week. So, I don't know if he won this week. If he did, obviously, that would be – an incredible incredible historic event to have and it would be insane i think it's funny since we're talking about people making a run i think mike or kevin might have a shot mike's team's been turning up the last few weeks and have been beating people that he had no right beating by when he yeah. was on the podcast you know what i mean yeah he's up to four and four right now yeah i have uh i have him uh uh winning the next game and then uh and then falling off after that but um yeah it's uh uh you know a lot of things can change between here and now it just takes one injury to change the entire landscape of our league so true. um very true yep and then uh so uh and then unceremoniously the the, the bottom three the the bottom feeders the Pecostomus of the tank. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. We're gonna go from the worst. Uh. We're gonna have to go. Unfortunately, with Brett and Paul's team, there. Uh. Hot chub time machine. Uh. I don't see it getting any better for them. And uh. Then uh. Fiddle my kittle. Bolake. And uh. Yep. And then lamb chops. Kevin Gordon, the bottom three. So that is, uh, that's, that's what I, what I was able to put together again. You know, I am uh, definitely no guru, but uh, that's what it looked like to me. Uh, I hope. I mean, you seem to be the biggest guru of our bunch. So, I mean, this has to be some type of valued opinion. Well, yeah, there's uh there's some thought put into it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not too bad at giving myself advice, but almost every time I give somebody else advice, it ends up blowing up in their face. So, <laughs> same here. Usually, that's what I do. Um, and me, it's so funny. Me and my other buddies, Chad and Lee, right? We got a group text going on, and they ask for advice all the time too. And I always seem to, whatever I would think to do, they always seem to do the opposite, and it works for them. <laughs> so that's probably the right way to look at it, right? Because like. I don't know the scoring settings in their other leagues and stuff like that. So it's like, and they're like, all right, yep. And then I always ask them what they did. And they're like, yeah, I did this. And I'm like, oh, did you win? I'm like, yep. I'm like, perfect. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, know, know your strengths, know your weaknesses. Uh, I uh, personally am not the luckiest person. You know, if, if something's going to happen, it's probably going to happen to me. So that's just kind of how I approach it. Um, but uh, but yeah. At the same time, uh, when it comes to fantasy, I don't mind taking a risk. I don't mind uh, uh, you know, following the meme guys. You know, I was a big Josh Gordon fan. Uh, oh Canary's, yeah, Kadarius Tony's a little bit of the meme guy this year. Makes I'm sense. Hoping, yeah, hoping he gets things turned around. But 
Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty happy with my team. I think I have uh, some some good uh, guys uh, that I might want to hold on to as my keepers that are young guys I got pretty late. So got that going. But yeah, these other teams, you know, especially these guys who are, should be finishing at the bottom, they need to start making moves for guys that they want to keep. You know, like try to for look at next the dra- season. You're saying, right? Yeah, look at the draft board and like see, like, hey, that guy was a good value. Trade for him and then keep him next year and get your team better next year. You know, you got to start making money somehow once you're out of it. Yeah. Yes. All right, that is what I like to hear. Um, now we are going to get to what I think is everybody else's favorite segment of the night. That is the lock of the week. For those that follow this podcast, we are in Michigan and sports betting is legal in this state. So we here at hashtag I'm Bozo give everybody a chance to look into the matchups of the NCAA and the NFL and give me their betting lock of the week. If you are following along at home, I started this. I should say, I'm sorry. We as a group started this on Corey Carlson's episode. He did not hit Brett G and Paul. Both had a lock in their episode, didn't hit. Rye Dog didn't hit. Mike Malinchek took the Bengals minus three against the Lions. You know that hit. Blake Smith took Miami money line. That did not hit. KG took the Lions plus three and a half. That did not hit. Easy money in the bank last week. Took the Ravens minus six. They won on a field goal. That's three. That did not hit. Duncan, I know you're a man of a lot of numbers. So I also know I've taken up a lot of time explaining what's going on. Let me hear what you got for this week's hashtag. I'm a bozo lock of the week, baby. All right. So I'll have you know that this is coming from the expertise of somebody who not only had two children with an MGM cocktail waitress (laughs) that not only lived in Las Vegas for four years, that not only spends every waking hour looking at fantasy football stats, scores, stories, behind the scenes, watching plays. Okay, this is all I do. But what I am not is a degenerate goddamn gambler. (laughs) Never once have I walked into a sports book and wanted to place a bet on a thing. But do you you get the concept of the minus six and the pluses? I understand. I know. I I, I hang out with all these bozos that just eat this stuff up. Uh, every now, every commercial I see is a goddamn sportsbook commercial, and I don't even care. But uh, they're not going to get me. But what they are going to get is taken by this group because I have the lock to where I am going to put my own money on this bet myself. And I might even parlay it with everybody else's bozo moves. In the but we'll see. I've done that a few times. It's came close yep. a couple times. It has. Yep. You never know. This might be the week. You got the luckiest guy in the league right now. Sure do. All right. So my lock is Titans giving up two and a half over the Saints. Lock. With no Derrick Henry. Lock. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. 
Duncan, Easy's neighbor, is locking in the Titans minus two and a half against the Saints. And I'm trying to pull this up real quick. I could probably go to your team on fantasy to see if that game is home for Tennessee or if it's home for the Saints. And it looks like Alvin Kamara is playing at Tennessee this week. So that is a home game for the Titans. Who knows what's going to happen at quarterback with the Saints. The the Titans have taken out all of the top teams in the league so far this year. Every so time they, they come up against them. Is it a, uh, maybe a trap game? It you know what? Here's the thing. I think uh New Orleans of all things uh they are not consistent right now. And uh I don't think that uh Yeah, I don't I don't think that going into things not knowing who your quarterback is is going to get you to to beat the Titans. Not right now. But uh, yeah, the the Derrick Henry thing's a big thing. Hopefully, that unlocks that passing game a little bit. I had uh, high hopes for Tannehill. Uh, He's been doing solid though. Yeah, I tried going after him for Igor from uh, getting him out of Igor's hands, and uh, unfortunately, I was turned down. But um, you know, I think uh, I don't I think, think you're sending to anybody but me. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I I'm pretty sure I've I've had to set something over your way. Uh, but I when I look at when I look at setting a, a trade, honestly, I look at your team. And I try to to figure out what it is that's going to help your team, and what do you have that that I need, right? Like that's how I'm approaching these these propositions. And I don't I don't even approach them as oh I'm going to lowball you. I want some you know to, to get something right. better. I I just want to make the damn trade. Like here's here's this is I what I think a fair yeah. yeah this is I, I I don't know you guys like everybody else knows each yeah. other. So right. I don't right. have that 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 that. I could come whisper in your ear and talk about when we were in fifth grade and held it for each other, you know, <laughs> like I don't have those like benefits like you guys have. So, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I would love uh, if I got more trade offers. That is for sure. Me too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just, you know, it is what it is. No one's ever really sliding in the DMS and I don't really, I don't ever really go seeking anything. So that I, what you were just saying is what you look for when you're looking into a trade for me, I look at what, I guess, obviously, what my team need is first, but what does the teams that I'm looking to trade at have in abundance, uh-huh. I guess? 100%. You know, to where it's like, maybe they could get rid of somebody that they value as that WR2 where like or 3, where, like, that guy, like, with his 9 to 11 points every week could be, you know, a WR2 that, gets somebody else's team that has a Cooper cup like yourself getting 25 to 30 points, you know, instead of Travis, you know, Patrick getting fucking six, this guy's getting nine to 11 every week, stuff like that. Yeah. And we, and we all suffer from recency bias. So like once you own and and once you own a player, you, you, you like them, like you can't help it. You kind of take some ownership over that guy. Bill LaVisca Chenault's been that guy for me this year. Yeah. No, like you gotta let Chenault go. And so like, like, look at, He's look gonna at, goof, uh, he's gonna go for thirty when I drop him, dude. Oh, for sure. That's how that goes. But but so look at like the unluckiest guy in our league this year, Sarks. Yeah. And he's been sitting on four number one wide receivers all year. And instead of turning just one of those wide receivers into any other piece he could have played, he's had one guy wasting away on his bench every week. And now it's gotten to the point where Mike Williams has become so inconsistent. He could have got almost anything for Mike Williams in week four. But yeah. now 
Now what can you get? Probably not Oops. that much, but not even a, yeah, not even a bag of rocks. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know you gotta you gotta get when the iron's hot. You know you gotta get in there. You gotta you gotta uh, maximize the value yeah, out of your I players. I done that with Gronk. Hundred percent. Yeah, you, I know. you, you I picked mean, them I up mean, I, for sure because I had like I, I had I have Gasecki and Gronk and like Gasecki's been playing every week for me obviously because Gronk's been hurt. But like in the beginning of the season. Gronk was playing for me, and he was going ham. I should have traded him. Yeah. Got, got that WR2 or that third running back I could slide in with Fordette and Dalvin Cook when they got buys and shit like that. Like, Because right now my wide receiver core is, like, very weak because I'm sitting Jamar Chase on a buy. I got Justin Jefferson, LaVisca Chenault, and – yeah, yeah, and yeah, you should have moved on from Chanel probably, you know, three, four weeks ago. And the thing is, is, is uh, not not a lot of things are are something that's that you can look at on a box score and and that shows you anything of real production moving forward, except for targets. So like when I look at targets yeah. for wide receivers, like those are earned. You know, you have to be Same in a with position. Tight ends, I feel like too. Yeah, oh, 100 percent tight ends with targets. Yeah, any any receiver, and even you know, in our league being PPR, even even the running backs that get a lot of targets. Like that's why Kamara's so valuable in our league. Is oh, yeah. traditionally he got a lot of receptions lately. Not so much the case, but um, he doesn't have a Hall of Famer thrown to him anymore. Well, that's how that goes, right? And that's right. the thing. Uh, things change on a dime in this league, and it could have been an injury instead of uh, a retirement, and it could be in the same position. So right. It's funny we're talking about valuable tight ends. Fryer moves from the Steelers. Oh yeah, you got to get that fire. Up that tight end board, baby. Passing, you got to get that fire. Stonehands Ebron. A hundred percent, and and here he comes out. Just he's he's got a knack, and uh, he's the Robert Tunyon of this year. And you get the guy that just happens to be open in in the end zone, uh, once or twice in a game, and that's that's what you need for for a tight yeah. end. And so that's another thing too. It's like his targets are like from four to eight a game, but like he catches everything. Yeah. And it, like they're all like red zone targets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, uh having a good Point tight end makes, makes your bit. week so much easier. Yeah. I'm like, I've been sitting on freaking nails. I feel like it's like a sec. He doesn't start doing anything until like that third quarter midway through. He's got like four points. Yeah, he's perfect. He's perfect in mop up duty, and he's perfect in uh, in, in garbage time. Uh, he's always like he's open in the with, middle of the field. I feel like he's been better with Jacoby this year. Like he's had a few good games with Tua, but like, well, Tua's willing you, to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, true. But, Which hopefully uh, you have this week. Well, we'll see if he's even there. He's got a he's got a broken thumb or something like that on his th- yep. middle or, finger. I think it was his middle finger. Middle finger on his throwing hand. Yeah. Left hand, so you you should you should have had him add the left hand unity. Yeah, got, right. The old southpaw flag. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like he's probably the second best left handed athlete I ever heard of, next to my man G. Hey, there it is. It first, <laughs> but uh, right. but yeah, it's uh, you know, Tua. I kind of I was hoping that he'd get his receivers back because he's got Fuller out, and then Devontae Parker's out. Um, Parker's been a huge one, man. I've had like, him a few years ago, and he's just the, he's just that target. He gets, yeah. you know, he catches everything. He's just good. He's that that's guy go across the middle. That's the whole reason I made that I made that trade with Sarks. I traded away Derek Carr to get Tua, and uh, uh, now those receivers aren't there. But I thought those guys were going to be there. That's part of why I made that trade. 
which is crazy to think too, because Miami's had Miami has the most picks, obviously. They're like first round picks or whatever or something of like any NFL team moving like forward, didn't they, or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't who knows what their long term goal is with him. That's I That's uh, what I mean. Like what are they trying to do? Like they there was some rumor of the Lions getting him during that whole uh, thing with with the Sean Watson, and I was like, man, I would love to have Tua on the Lions instead of golf. Yeah, something to build around. Yeah, yeah. At least it's like a young guy. You could kind of like, you know, golf's obviously. Uh, you think uh, if Brad Holmes was here when Patricia and them were here, when they could have taken Herbert with that like eighth or third pick when we took fucking. Okuda, do you think they would have? No. Or any other quarterback? No. You don't? No. Nope. I, do you uh, know insider information to where, like, draft picks are, like, handed down from the top to where they have to take this player? Uh, no. No, I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, any good info on, uh, on that kind of stuff. I did, I did have a couple of really nice conversations with Rod Wood. Like, that guy, he could definitely sell ketchup popsicles to a woman wearing white mittens, like, Rod Wood is just the smoothest character that you'll ever meet. Like, I see why the Fords are like, oh, I trust you with everything. Because that guy, uh, he just has has a, this, you know, the genesis. He's got a way of willing you into doing what you, he wants you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat there and I would have had, like, these whole conversations with him. I would have, like, turned over the keys to my house to him, too. You know, it's crazy. Jeez, oh, Pete, that's wild. It's crazy. It feels like, reminds me of, like, when I watched the Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he, yeah. He's like the, the family attorney kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He so yeah. Fucking nooks and crannies. Of, yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Who was that, the, the, who was that? The Godfather. He's kind of like that guy. It makes sense. Yeah. Of course. That's why I got Spielman. Spielman does all the football stuff and this guy does all the legal mumbo business dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You got to have. Keep afloat. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to delegate. You know, you don't want to you don't want to wear all the hats, man. As somebody that no. that, that tries to tries to run a, a small business, uh, the the less hats you can wear, the better. You know. Oh yeah. All right. So now, um, there's only a few people that qualify for my next list that I have going right now. That is next week's guest. Duncan, as fun as it has been, and it has been one of the more entertaining evenings I've had doing the podcast, I must say, although they have been very fun in their own ways, all of them. Um, it is time for you to pass the red bozo nose on to the next individual who is going to be sitting in my circus tent next week. Well, and why? Know, gee, and why? As, as, as much as I, I know that, uh, you know, obviously, uh, uh, being a bit of an outsider, I, I kind of have, have made my way all the way down to the end of selections here. Uh, as the uh, kid who had been picked last in gym class before, I uh, would hate to do this to you personally. But um, I got to say that uh, uh, my opponent next week is somebody that I don't really get to see around uh, very often. Um, I really only get to see him at the draft and the after draft party. Me too. Uh, he seems he seems like he's a, a little bit of a of an outsider as well. Uh, he looks like he grew grew up with these guys, but I don't know if he gets to hang out with them as much as he'd like. So I, I he's a mystery to me. And every year he comes out with a solid team. I think uh, he probably spends 
almost as much time as me looking at fantasy football stuff. I'd love I, to find I know out. He did. I know he did. We lived together for a few years, and I know he was all about it. I don't know. He's got a little Charlie running around nowadays. I don't know Makes if he has tough. time to do it. Makes but, it tough. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure but, he still uh, gets his time in. That's it. So I got to go with C. Raj for the next guest. Uh, I am dying to hear about how C. Raj put his team together, what he values in players. Like, like I, I am dying to hear it. I've been waiting all season, uh, so I'm gonna have to pick him and uh, uh, leave 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 the host for you know, leave best the host for, for last. Hey, best for last, fine. you know. That's you know that's fine. I actually, when I started the, it was the first like second second or third week we might have been the second week we figured it out, or maybe me and Eric figured it out like right before in the first week to like let the next person pick. When I thought of it, I wanted to go last. I didn't want to have my episode in the middle of the season or in the beginning. I wanted to be the last one to go just because, you know, I kind of – I wanted to get a rundown of how it's going to go for every person and, like, how I'm – like, I can review everybody's and relive all of them, how they went, and, then like, make mine my own. You know what I mean? So I'm super excited to do mine, and I'm glad it's going to be – I'm glad it's going to be the last round of regular season episodes because we're definitely going to keep it going. Like, I'm definitely – you you guys are very twisted if you don't think that I'm going to be picking somebody to come back on to the podcast after my episode. This thing ain't going anywhere. We're riding out all season. So we'll get to obviously I'll have to do some research and see if it would be playoffs or anything. I don't think it would be. It's only a couple weeks away. So obviously I can get somebody else back on here. Maybe the commish who really didn't get to do anything during the, during the season. He only got to do all the pre stuff. So maybe I could get commish back on and get a rundown of his season. Maybe I'll pick somebody else. Who knows? That's what's up. Yeah, right. That's what's up. I like it. And, uh, I, I, I hope that, uh, maybe, uh, when it comes down to the big game, the Super Bowl, uh, maybe you can get both both contestants of the the Super Bowl. Okay, on. so so since we're since we're on the topic, I and it's getting kind of it's getting kind of close. I guess I can give you guys a little bit of a hashtag insider nugget here for that type of thing. My plan for the playoffs, okay, is uh, first week of the playoffs. I'm not gonna have the guys that have the buys on I'm going to have the guys that are the three and four and five and three and four and five and six matchups, right? One and two get a buy three and four, five and six. They'll play each other. Right. So I was thinking to do a, I could do a two and two where I do an hour with each one bring both guys on that are playing each other for each matchup, give them each an hour, like together. So one matchup together, then the next, the other matchup together, or I could do a quad session. Like we do every week. Like we're doing one-on-one right now. I could bring all four of us on, but I think that would be too much overlapping. So I think I'm just going to do two different episodes and just, you know, let it fly, post them back-to-back days or whatever, do an hour with this matchup, do an hour with, or, you know, not an hour, do an episode with 
this matchup, do an episode with this matchup, post them in the same week, post them at the same time. You know, so it's it's that playoff week, you know, stuff like that. And then yeah. and then the following week, um, once the guys that have the buys figure out who they're playing, get those guys on, do the same format. And then when it gets to the championship, yeah, have the two guys that are in the championship on, obviously, and then do it from there. And then at the end of the season, I would hope that the champion of the league would – grace us back in the circus tent with his presence to give a recap of the entire season, what happened, where it went, how you got to where you went, you know, give us a whole rundown. So I have plans for, you know, playoffs, you know, even after up to the end of the playoffs. And I think we can definitely make it happen. I mean, I'm, I haven't got anybody that didn't like being on here and I'm, Sure, they would all love to be on it again. Everybody seems to have a lot to say. So, damn right. Um, yeah, we're definitely well, going to keep the old Bozo Circus train cruising through. Good. I'm going to go ahead and uh, set a calendar uh, notification here to uh, record again and week 18. There you go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Call shot here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Closing moments of the night. He's going to be recording again in week 18. That means he's going to be in the playoffs. Duncan. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. Um, I know we're all working. We're all doing what we got to do to sit down with me and talk some fantasy football. Don Wire has obviously been the cream of the crop this year, and uh, I look forward to watching what happens the rest of the year. Hopefully, I mean, I still got a little bit of time here. I, yeah, it's funny that I bring this up now. Yes. (laughs) You are are just like ride dog when it comes to the playoffs. You have one of the best teams every year, but then you get there and you can't finish. Corey would have been very upset at me if I would have left this out. Yes, that is true. You uh, I thought it I the got, whole time. I thought I you got it the whole time. Here we are. We're here. We're here. We're still here. <laughs> Give me what happens with Duncan's teams come playoff time. They're so strong throughout the season every year, but they can't seem to finish the job. Give me something. All right, so uh, like like I said, I uh, I spend a ton of time. Yeah, I've been avoiding I've been avoiding uh, and this, I caught this it. topic. Uh, uh, I I'm very disappointed in what happened last year. Um, and uh, so so for for those who don't recall, uh, last year I made one roster decision, and it was to bench Baker Mayfield and put in. Who was it? I don't even remember who it was. Was it like Mike Glennon? I think, I think it was, was. I think it was Mike Glennon, who had, who had started two weeks previous, had like averaged 20 points, and uh, he ended up scoring 1.6 points and getting pulled in like the third quarter while I only needed like, like six points or eight points out of him. And then Baker got like, 45 points <laughs> so and you would have won bl- walking away and so then if you fast if i just did my starting lineup forward then uh i would have beat you last year for the championship so yep. uh that was a failure uh too much analytical information was running through duncan's brainwaves last year championship week ladies and gentlemen and i just slapped it out and was like hey i'm rolling with what i've been doing it's got me here 
That's it. And it took it. I I actually can't believe I didn't bring this up that, yes, you were the guy I played in the championship last year. No. No? No. No. I got knocked out. I got knocked out the, I think, the first round of the playoffs. But I would have smoked everybody for the rest of the rest of the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I played Corey. You're right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, so, you know, and before that, you know, again, I'm the new guy. If I would have came in here and taken everybody's money the first couple of years, then, uh, basically I would have got kicked out of the league. Like you guys would have been like, Igor, you got to get this fucking guy out of here. He's taking our money three years in a row. We wouldn't have kicked you out. So, so then, uh, so, you know, now that, that I'm in, like, I'm, I'm part of the league, I think. I'm going to just dynasty. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm just going to dynasty from here on out. So I don't see uh, any of you other bozos getting a getting a trophy from, from this point on, you know, frankly. I mean, just year after year, I'm going to – I got this this beautiful rack behind me here. It's just going to be full, beautiful. full of trophies when we're doing I mean, this podcast in 20 years. I mean, it's going to be – can't wait. 20 trophies there. So there well there's been 6 years of the league so far Duncan you don't have one yet you've been close. But that's close uh is no cigar. You know, I just had to feel everybody out, make sure uh, you know, uh, you're playing the long game. Yeah, that's it. And uh now I've uh I've got I've got you guys got your number and uh I'm going to continue winning for the rest of the year. We'll see and uh like I said, I'll see you uh all here again, week 18, me and you. Little okay. uh, celebration, look Ho- back over the rest of the year. Yeah, hopefully in week 18, I am having to have somebody or some random whoever come and host that week. And hopefully that week 18, I'm in that same episode with you in the playoffs because that will definitely be a thing. The no holds barred here over here at hashtag I'm with Bozo, which reminds me, if you guys haven't done so yet, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe. We yep. would love to see five five stars for you people. It helps the podcast a lot. I appreciate everybody chiming in from Vietnam and Germany every week. You guys are still consistently listening, I can tell. And I appreciate it if you could share it with your friends. If they understand English, that's great. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens with Down Boyer the rest of the year, Duncan. Like I said earlier, I appreciate you taking so much time and spending it with me here. We'll see you week 18. Hopefully, I'm sitting there with you. G-Bunny, I want to thank you for this time tonight. I had a blast on the podcast. I want to say uh, you are doing a fantastic job. I listen to literally eight different podcasts every week, and this one is my favorite to dial in each week. So thank you, sir, so much. This has uh, made our league better, and I appreciate you for it. And uh, Thank you for being a friend, my man. And uh, love you. Appreciate you. And good luck this year. Good luck. Love you as well. And appreciate you. Good luck the rest of the way. And we're only going to hopefully get better here at hashtag I'm with Bozo. Later, brother. Cheers to that. Later.